All right. So, good morning, everyone. Today is Daf Samachvav. We start a new parak today, Alman Al Gadol. And we will do a review of yesterday's Daf, Daf Samachay. And we have in mind, Rufur Shlema 4. Yehuda Batsara. Yehuda Batsara. Rachaleya Batsara. Rachaleya Batsara. Yehuda Bensara, right? Did you say you did? Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Oh, you did. Oh, good. You did. Basara and Rachelia Basara and also Amy Bastvara and whoever else needs Fua and Yeshua. Hadassah Basranya. Right. Hadassah Basranya. All right. And with that, let's get started on our review of yesterday's daf. We're starting, if you want to follow inside, on the uh, end of the fourth line of daf Samachay at the Tanar Abanon. So uh, the case here is, uh, the woman married husband number one, no children. And then, um, so that ended that marriage, then she married husband number two, and still no children. So she should not marry husband number three, as we saw we Paskin in this regard, like, um, like Rebuda. Um, but um, unless he has children, what if she married somebody without children? So the halach is he can divorce her without aksuva, meaning he obviously had no idea that she has this history. Um, they met on you know one of these. Whatever, chase wipe or whatever it was, and uh, there you go. Saw you at Sinai in a cruise, <laughs> and uh, he didn't have all of the background information. He was hoping to have children. She was young enough to have children, and that's it. So Tetzibuluksuva, it's false pretense. Well, he does have to give a get, but no ksuva. Now Shaila is, let's say she married husband number three and didn't have children. Can the first two say you know Haratzachayim? The third guy also you didn't have children. That pretty much shows that it's your problem. So why should we have to give you a ksuba? We want our money back. Uh, no paxis, of course. That's the rule. Can they say, look, now we see that you can't, uh, that's your problem. Or maybe she could argue. It's like, what are you talking about? I could have had kids when I was married to you. That was your problem. I, why don't I have kids now? I'm an old lady already. What do you want? This is my third time around. It goes by mileage, you know, not by age. Okay. Uh, You're being Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. So um, the point, so the Gemara says that she had, that's a valid complaint, a valid claim. She could say, "I'm older now, and that, that's I'm weaker. Nothing to do with my inability to have kids from before." So your ksuba is no backsies, no tracksies. That's it. Next, Shaila was interesting question. What if uh, she married a guy number four, and then she did have kids? So guy number three didn't give a ksuba. Now she's married to guy number four, and she has. Uh, now she has. Now she has a I mean, so now she has kids, so she could say, you know, hey, really, I should have gotten. I got a ksuba from number one, number two, three. Didn't give me a ksuba because he thought I was my problem. But clearly, from the fact that I married guy number four and had kids, shows that guy number three wasn't. It was his problem, not my problem. I want my money for the ksuba. Can she claim it from the guy number three? So we tell her. In this regard, it is in your self-interest not to claim the money of the ksuva. Because what if he argues, he says, you know what? You're right, I never would have divorced you. Then you're really up the creek. Because that means you married somebody when you were really married. The get was not a good get. The kids are mum's irim. So, uh, not worth it. So just, still a height. But practically, that can't happen. 
One second, we're not, no, 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 what do you mean? We would, what do you mean practically what? In that, in that sort of a situation, theoretically, can the husband revoke a debt that he gave three years before? We had this situation in Montreal, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't no. know the resolutions. Okay, well, the answer, the answer is, is that we try to cover our bases for all types of things. And especially when we have a person who's divorcing because of a reason, uh-huh. and it's attached to a reason, we specifically put in a clause in that no matter what it is, that's what we say, you know, you can never take her back after this divorce, regardless of whether you, um, you know, if it turns out that your suspicions are not true or whatever it is, it's a, it's a done deal. It's a one-way thing. And we do something to cover uh-huh. for exactly such a scenario that he should wake up because that's the worst thing. To, it's one of the more obviously dangerous yeah, things. Question is, but it's clearly true that it, there is the potential that he could do that. Yeah, he could make trouble for you. Yeah. Oh, listen, even if he makes enough trouble to say that it's a question on the get, so then it's enough to make trouble. So it's like, don't say anything, keep quiet, lie low, and be mm-hmm. happy that you have children now. Okay, finished. Mm-hmm. Now, Rav Papa says, well, what does it mean tell her to keep quiet? Good, she's going to keep quiet, but why should we keep quiet? We need to know, was this a good get or not? I mean, what's the deal? The answer is, is that we don't assume that he divorced on false pretenses. She, Taka, couldn't have kids from the, from the third guy. I, and therefore it was a good reason to divorce her. I had, and now she have kids. She got better. What do you want, you know? She lost weight. Whatever it is that it is, there's something that happened that changed. Okay, now, what if she, um, you know, the, the blame game. She, uh, he says it's her problem. She's the one who can't uh, uh, bear children, and therefore, um, and I know it's her problem, and therefore, I don't want to give a ksuva. Um, and she says, no, it's his problem. So Ravami says, when it's this type of intimate thing, we trust her over him, and that's because she can actually feel in her body if there's something wrong, if it's yorokichetz or not yorokichetz. Meaning, when they're having relations, he could tell if there's something wrong with the way, uh, the way it works. Okay. Um, and uh, he would not know as well as she will. Okay, now what if um, he says, I think it's you, and I'm, uh, therefore I'm going to just marry somebody else, and we'll see. Okay, if it's me, then I won't be able to have kids from somebody else. But if not me, so, um, you know, that, then, you know, this way I could uh, prove, so to speak, that it's you. Now, um, so Rabbi Ami says here too, he has a divorce, has to get a ksufa, because if you get married... Um, you cannot marry an extra wife on top of your first wife without, uh, if that was not the understanding from the beginning. That's how Rava Amilas. Rava argues on that. He says, not true. There is no such um, understanding uh, between husband and wife that he is not taking another wife. And therefore, um, it's totally his prerogative to do so, and she cannot say anything, as long as he has the funds to take care of both of them. If the funds are tied, then, level, then that would level. be it. I don't know. The Isla, the Isla, the Mizinin. doesn't give details. Okay. Brings us to the next case. He says that... Uh, but you could marry one woman if you have no funds, right? One, you don't have to have funds for, but two, you... It didn't say that. It didn't that's say the that, conclusion, that's no? Implica- that's Only the, for the second one you need to have funds. That's what it's No, no, you can all, you, you have a, yeah, there's an understanding that you can take a more than one wife 
provided that you if. can provided that you can provide. Correct. But we don't say that for the for, for the first for the exactly. for, uh, yeah. he has a chiv to marry regardless. Exactly. You have to have kids. What I I don't have money. That's not an excuse. They're not a they're not a yeah. family. Yeah. Okay. What if he says? Um, that you know the the clock we know as the clock of the ten years resets if they if there's a miscarriage because that means that <laughs> she had the potential so you start the ten years over again so he says look it's not ten years are enough because you had a miscarriage somewhere in the middle so we have more years to add to it and she says not true I didn't have a miscarriage so Rabbi says in this too she is trusted because if she did have a miscarriage surely she would. It's her best interest to say that that she did. So the fact that she's saying not is truer, more likely to be the it truth. Depends if she wants to get divorced. No, but I'm saying like she's just saying. Yeah, right. But the point being is she's not insisting on a divorce. She's just saying, look, the facts are the facts, and she obviously doesn't do well for her shaduchim prospects uh, to say that she has this problem. Anyway, let's say um, she has a miscarriage and. Um, and then uh, she had a second miscarriage and a third miscarriage, so now she has established herself to not be able to carry a child full term. So he said that uh, it was only two times, it wasn't a third time, I don't have to divorce her. Um, and she says, mm, actually it was three times. So Rav Yitzhak says the story happened, and uh, we believe her because again, it's she knows. against her self-interest. It's against her self-interest uh, to say that she has a chazaka of not being able to bear, uh, to carry the child full term. So anyway, bottom line is, she is believed. Next, we saw in the, new, in the next Mishnah that the man is the one who is commanded on Purivirvya and not the woman, according to the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yechimah says, no, it's on both of them, and it's based on the Pasuk. It says, It's God said to both of them. So the Shaila is, what is the Makar for Tanakama that it's only the man? So Rabbi Allah says the name of Rabbi Lazar and Shimon, it's a Pasuk. Pasuk says, In the mitzvah Puravu, fill the land and conquer it. So it's related to the conquering of the land. Now that's clearly a conquering is a thing for men and not for women. It's a, and therefore, that's the context that we're talking to the man, not to the woman. Um, so the Gemara says, but doesn't it say the which implies both both husband and wife? So the Gemara says it's a team effort. So the Gemara says it says the without the vav. So that's how it's written. So that's the difference. Anyway, it's just one. Rabbi Yosef says a different source for the Tanakam. It says ani kel shake pre uruve, singular, not pru uruvu. Um, so once we mentioned before Rabbi La in the name of Rabbi La so we have a few quotes. From him, number one, uh, first one, Rabbi I mean, first new quote, uh, unrelated though, um, is Rabbi said the name that just like it's a mitzvah to, to to tell a person something that he will listen, to rebuke him, so too it's a mitzvah for a person not to tell something to somebody when he will not listen. Um, Rabbi Abba says not only is it a mitzvah, it's a chova, and he says because it says al tochach do not rebuke a scoffer, lest he hate you, rather you should rebuke a wise man, and he'll love you all the more for it. So, uh, there you go. Next thing, a next quote from Rabbi a person is allowed to switch things up for the sake of peace, um, and, uh, to, and even if it's not completely true. 
First, the proof is from the brothers when they came to Yosef after Yaakov died and they realized that Yosef is treating them a little, acting a little different than during the lifetime of the father. So um, they said that uh, Daddy said before he died that, uh, you, know, you know, not to forgive us. And uh, Daddy never said any such thing. Uh, that was not the case. They never said, quoted, uh, I mean, Yaakov, we don't find that Yaakov actually said that. But uh, they were allowed to say that he did for the sake of peace. Rabbi Nassim says that not only is it allowed, it's a mitzvah. As we find that Shmuel says, how am I going to go and Shaul will hear about me anointing David and I will kill me. And he'll have a right to because it's against you know the king. It's by Malchus. And uh, God gave him uh, an excuse, even though it wasn't completely true. And Rabbi Shmuel says that it's so great that even God himself utilized this idea when it came to the conversation between Sarah, um, God, and uh, what happened with Sarah, when he said over, um, instead of what she, Sarah really said is, mm-hmm. he switched it to Vanizakanti. So he covered for her so as not to make uh, discord. So that's the idea. So if you're, you know, some people take this a little too far. You don't want to say, <laughs> so you have to know the balance. You don't want to say, well, where were you last night? So I, was, I was in the base medrash. I was in the base medrash with you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there you go. So you got to know how to, how to apply this, but uh, people, uh, you know, that's the idea. Anyway, principle. Next, we got into Rabbi Yechelman and Broca's opinion, which says that women are indeed Mechoyev Ampere Rivya. So, who do we pass on like? So, it's Machlokas, Rabbi Yechelman, Rabbi Shuman Levi. One says it, Allah Hafaz, Rabbi Yechelman, and Broca. The other one says not. And uh, we, we want to know who says what. So, more sense, it makes more sense that it was Rabbi Yechelman who says that Allah has not. Why? Because the story goes, Rabbi Vohu said in the name of Rabbi Yechelman that the halacha is like Rabbi Yechelman Broca, and Rabbi Ami and Rabbi who were students of Rabbi Yechelman, turned their faces away. Now, uh, that version A of the story, version B of the story, it was Rabbi Chibar Abba who said it, and Rabbi Ami and Rabbi turned their faces away. So Rabbi Papa says, you know, story A makes more sense than story B, and here's why. Because in story A, it was Rabbi Avohu. Rabbi Avohu, as we know, was very close to the Caesar, and to contradict something that he says, you could get in trouble from the government. So you, they just needed to show their displeasure without directly confronting him. So they turned their face away. <laughs> Makes sense. As opposed to Rabbi Abba, if he said something, why would they turn their faces away? They should have just told him, that's not true. Rabbi Yechelen doesn't say that. Anyway, good question. Bottom line is, what's the bottom line? So we brought proof of Acha, Berchanina, so the name of Rabbi Vo, and the name of Asi. Story happened in front of Rabbi Yochanan in the synagogue of Caesarea, where he said Yotzvitin Suva, where she claimed that she wanted to have kids. Now, if she's not commanded, why would she be entitled to Suva? She's just, she's, if she's insisting on the divorce, he's like, I would stay married to you. I what? You don't have kids? That's not your problem. That's my problem. I I, I have kids from a previous marriage. So what if you want kids? It's not, it's not your problem. Um, so why is that? So Gemara says maybe she actually has a valid claim that to want kids. Like the story goes, came before Ravami and she said, look, um, she wants a ksuva. Um, and he says, no, you're not commanded on periphery. So she says, like, what? I, I need when I'm old. Who's going to take care of me? Um, and he says, oh, well, in that case, um, uh, that's a valid reason. That is a valid reason. And therefore, she's entitled to a ksuva. 
story goes. Somebody he had kids, right, from previous marriage. Yeah. So it was a problem with her. So what? no, well, no, it's not a problem with her. I mean, what was the problem? Then? She th- she thinks that it's between the two of them. She can, she thinks she could still have kids from somebody else. This, it didn't work between the two of them. Doesn't prove it's impossible for the, for her to have kids. Yeah, but she has no right. It takes three times. It takes three times. She wants a chance. She the question is, is she entitled to exuva if she's the one who's initiating for the divorce. She's petitioning <coughs> for a divorce. If she has a valid reason to petition for the divorce, then she's entitled to exuva. If she doesn't have a valid reason, she's not entitled to exuva. That's what's going on over here. She so the question is, is having children a valid reason? So she's not mitzuva on, on on kids. It's not her. It's not logically a reason. But if it's a, her claim is, look, I, I, I want kids to so I should have somebody take care of me when I'm older, that's a valid reason. And yeah, but, say, but maybe they don't, she doesn't have kids well, because yeah, of her. Well, yeah, maybe. From one time, you don't assume that. It's only if there's chazaka. Okay, next case was Rav Nachman, similar story. She said, um, um, you don't, you're not commanded to have kids. What's your problem? So she's like, what, doesn't a woman need... A stick to lean on and uh, and a shovel to bury her, of course, and that's what that's what kids are. Okay, so um, so he says that's a valid reason. Okay, we have a story here, very interesting story. This is what we ended with. Yud and Chizkia were the children of Rebchia, and uh, they were twins, but they were <laughs> a very unusual type of twins. It's quite a rare occurrence, but uh, one of them was a full term baby. The other one was a short was like an early term baby. And um, it was very, very painful for the mother, and um, and she, um, um, so she really didn't want to go through such an experience again. So she changed her clothing and dressed up like somebody else. She came to Rukhia, as a child, is a woman commanded on Perukhia, and he's like, no. So she drank this type of drink that supposedly causes that you can't have kids. And then, sure enough, he found out about it afterwards, and he says, "Look, um, I, I would have, ta- I would have loved to have another set like the first, but actually, he did. I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe the it didn't work so well. The uh, this uh, drink, but uh, she had there were, he had two sons, Yud and Chizkia, and he also had Pazi and Tavi, two daughters, also the same way." I says the Gemara. Um, the story goes that there was a woman who was half a shifka, half free woman, and they forced the master to free her so she could actually get married. Now, what's the point of doing that if she's not mitzvah pirivitya? The answer is, is that people were treating her as hefker because she knew she couldn't get married anyway. So she was just you know, free with her body, who she would sleep with. And that's not a good situation. So therefore they said, Let, better she should be free fully, and then she can... Marry okay, somebody and then scenario, live, yeah. a, live a normal life. And nothing to do with being with Sukhav and that is the end of the Perak.